Hey guys, welcome back to another special episode of Badass Women from Art History. So I know I've only given you one actual episode thus far in the art history timeline, um, but I felt given the timing, it'd be a great chance to talk to y'all about how profound black influence has been on the arts and culture in general. So we will be getting back to that art history timeline in the next episode, but this is a special app, so enjoy. The focus in this episode, again, just to circle back, won't be on women you know, solely, even though this is a series on women artists. There obviously will be women artists featured, but I felt, you know, it's more important to highlight the cultural contributions of um, black culture, etc., in its entirety. Um, so what was the Harlem Renaissance? It was an intellectual, social, and artistic explosion centred in Harlem, Manhattan, New York City, spanning the 1920s, or the majority of. It both changed, reshaped, and greatly contributed to contemporary culture as we know it. So the movement um, also included new African-American cultural expressions across various urban areas in the Northeast and Midwest United States, which were all affected by the Great Migration, which for those who don't know was the movement of six million African-Americans out of the rural southern US. Um, and it was caused primarily by the poor economic conditions as well as the prevalent racial segregation and discrimination in the southern states where Jim Crow laws were upheld, which you should all know what a Jim Crow law is. Um, and if you don't, go Google it. Go check out the themes in Childish Gambino's This Is America. Um, there's a lot of references there and highly recommend. Um, though it was centred in the Harlem neighbourhood, uh, the movement's influence stemmed to other areas of the black diaspora internationally. So think France, think uh, Britain and so forth. The Harlem Renaissance is considered to have been a rebirth of the African-American arts. Um, and post-Civil War and during the Reconstruction era, which, again, for those who don't know, is a period that directly followed the Civil War, the emancipated African-Americans, or freedmen, began to strive for civic participation, political equity, and economic and cultural self-determination. So this is during the 1860s onward, just to put that timeline into current perspective. This is not a new movement. There is a deep history here. Um, this, this fight has been ongoing. As life in the South became increasingly difficult, African-Americans began to migrate. Um, mostly African-American literary movement arose from a generation that had memories of the gains and losses of Reconstruction after the Civil War. So think James Baldwin. Sometimes their parents or grandparents had been slaves um, and, you know, etc. But uniting most of them was their convergence in Harlem. Without getting too deep into the social political history, and in my attempt to focus on the cultural and artistic influence, I will move on. Um, the district had originally been developed in the 19th century as a bougie suburb for the white middle and upper middle classes. Um, its affluent beginnings led to the development of stately houses, grand avenues, and world-class amenities such as the polo grounds and the Harlem Opera House. So uh, following that and during the enormous influx of European immigrants in the late 19th century, the once exclusive district was abandoned by the white middle class who moved further north. Um, so, I mean, I lived in Harlem and when I was living in New York and I loved Harlem, amazing place, great, highly recommend. Um, but this, this like history of, of it being bougie is, is like heavily contrasted with the social discourse um, around Harlem as a suburb. And, you know, we are sold a very different image of, of the Harlem that I know and love. Um, so I, I challenge you and I urge you to, to relinquish those biases and keep an open mind. Harlem um, became an African-American neighborhood in the early 1900s. So it sort of established itself in that, in that regard. Um, and as a result of the Harlem Renaissance, a new way of playing piano um, emerged called the Harlem Stride Style. The traditional jazz band, which is composed primarily of brass instruments and is considered a symbol of the South, 
Um, but the piano itself was considered an instrument of the wealthy. With this instrumental modification to the existing genre, African-Americans now had more access to jazz music. They create their own flair, which, to be honest, is far more enjoyable. Um, its popularity soon spread throughout the country and was consequently at an all-time high. So innovation and liveliness were important characteristics of performers in the beginnings of jazz. Um, you know, I can think of some that come to mind right now, and, and when you think of them, you can think of their iconic style and, and that, that liveliness that I speak of. You know, Lucky Roberts, James P. Johnson, Willie the Lion Smith, Fats Waller, Ethel Waters, Adelaide Hall, Florence Mills, and band leaders such as Duke Ellington, Louis Armstrong, and Fletcher Henderson, all of whom are still considered as having laid great parts of the foundations for future musicians of their genre. I might just circle back and just quickly say, um, without African-American influence and black influence on music, we wouldn't have music as we know it. Please don't forget that. We wouldn't have, you know, without the blues, we wouldn't have rock and roll. We wouldn't have the Rolling Stones. We wouldn't have rap. We wouldn't have R&B. We wouldn't have soul. We wouldn't have pop. We wouldn't have music as we know it if it wasn't for black culture and black black, you know, cultural influence on music. Um, during this period, the musical style of blacks was becoming more and more attractive to whites. White novelists, dramatists, and composers started to exploit the musical tendencies and themes of African-Americans in their work. Composers used poems written by African-American poets in their songs and would implement the rhythms, harmonies, and melodies of African-American music, such as blues, like I said, spirituals, and jazz, into their concert pieces. You know, African-Americans began to emerge with the whites into the classical world of musical composition. But please do note that, you know, they were consistently misrepresented, underrepresented and ripped off. I mean, think of Elvis. You know, we all love Elvis, but completely ripped off, you know, the style of Robert Johnson and, and so forth. Without kudos, which is something that's still happening today. Um, so African-Americans, furthermore, used art to prove the humanity and demand for equality which to me is often at the core of good art, having a message, having an important message, especially a social message. The Harlem Renaissance led to more opportunities for blacks to be published by mainstream houses, and many authors began to publish novels, magazines, and new papers during this time. So one of my favourite authors, Toni Morrison, um, wrote a book called Jazz, actually, that is set during the Harlem Renaissance. Highly recommend. Get your hands on it. I'll put all this stuff down the notes. Um, Richard Bruce Nugent, who I've probably pronounced wrong, um, wrote the book Smoke Lilies and Jade, in an which is, you know, I would argue is an important contribution, especially in relation to, you know, an experimental form and LGBTQI themes in this period, again, during the 1920s. Very progressive, very forward-thinking, and very, very ahead of their time. Um, so the Harm Renaissance helped lay the foundation for post-World War II protest movement of the civil rights movement. So this Black Lives Matter campaign and this Black Lives Matter movement that we're hearing about, you know, it's been around for a long time under different names. It has slowly, progressively turned into the movement we know today. But it, it, started, it started way fucking back, way back post-World War II. All right, moving on from that, though, like I said, trying to stick cultural and artistically. Um, Moreover, you know, many, many black artists who rose to creative maturity afterward were inspired by this literary movement, this literary movement that stemmed out of the Civil War. So the Renaissance was more than a literary or artistic movement, as it possessed a certain sort of sociological development, particularly through a new racial consciousness um, and through ethnic pride. The Harlem Renaissance was one of the most notable movements in African-American art and is underrepresented, underclouded. Like, why am I the one telling you about this? Ask yourself that. No shade, you know, no tea, no shade. Oh, it's better you know now than not, but, like, why haven't we heard about this? Um, it's not in, you know, common discourse. 
So certain freedoms and ideas that were already widespread in many parts of the world at the time had begun to spread into the artistic communities in the United States during the 1920s. Um, during this period, notable artists include Richmond Bath, uh, Aaron Douglas, Lawrence Harris, Palmer Hayden, Sergeant Johnson, John J. Bigger, Earl Wilton Richardson, Marlon Gray Johnson, Archibald Motley, Augustus Savage, Hale Woodruff, and, and the photographer James Vandy Van Der Zee. Sorry, I'm mumbling my words here, trying to get this out <laughs> without going too far over time. Um, so the Harm Renaissance created a significant shift and produced a style and flair that influenced contemporary culture as we know it. So I'll finish on this note. African-American culture not only contributed greatly to our cultural canon, but influenced some of our most prolific white creatives. Not only would there have been no Faulkner, there would have been no Stephen Crane, who found certain basic themes of his writing in the Civil War. Thus, also, there would have been no Hemingway, who took Crane as a source and guide. Without the presence of African-American style... Our jokes, tall tales, even our sports would be lacking in the sudden turns, shock, and swift changes of pace, all jazz-shaped, that serve to remind us that the world is ever unexplored, and that while a complete mastery of life is mere illusion, the real secret of the game is to make life swing. Think the flexibility, its musicality, its rhythms, freewheeling diction, and metaphors, as projected in Toni Morrison's Sula, Jazz and Blue Eyes, or James Baldwin, If Bill Street Could Talk. Black culture has contributed profoundly to contemporary culture. Art, music, literature, as we know it, would not exist if it weren't for black influence. Thanks for hanging out, guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.